We love our Boyer's Coffee. You know what's coming up on September 29th, Tuesday? It is National Coffee Day, and you can celebrate at Boyer's Coffee Mobile Cafe. You get 50% off specialty drinks. You'll get a free drip coffee. It's Boyer's Coffee National Coffee Day. Join us at 73rd in Washington. Julie, you and I are trying to be out there that day. Uh, I will be out that day. Free coffee, National Coffee Day, that should be a holiday like you free beer you're there i'm there 73rd in washington it's next tuesday national coffee day stop by 50 percent off a specialty drink at the boyer's mobile cafe or a free drip coffee you know i'll be there like five times or you can find them at boyerscoffee.com simply outstanding this week on the drew goodman podcast with julie broman the rockies what now i think you have to take a good long hard look at, at every aspect of your club will nolan arenado stay one of the main reasons he might want to stick around the guy who's on our show josh yeah. Fuentes, his cousin slash brother and nolan's cousin slash brother you know my own blood my freaking cousin brother if he can do it at that such a high level and i'm around this guy all the time I'm like, you know, why, why can't I do it? The Bad News Broncos. But they do have Tom Brady coming into town, so that's good news. And the Nuggets. They belong. They can play with the Lakers, and they can win that series. Remember where you heard that. The Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Broman. Hey, 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 63. This is podcast number 63 of the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Broman. Does the number 63 mean anything to you? Why are you grinning like that? <laughs> I don't know, because... I said I think you know. I know. I think I know. I understand that. What it should, right? Sixty three. It means something to me. I just thought about it. What is it? It was the year I was born. Oh, nineteen sixty three. That's sweet. Yeah, you're kind of old. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I, I'm right behind you. Were you, um, you were not born in the sixties. I was sixty nine. You were? Uh-huh. I'm a sixties oh child. Gosh. Yeah, I know. So podcast number sixty three. Um. All right. Let's start this podcast out. What the hell? What the hell? You always, want, you always want to swear in the first I 30 know, seconds. I know, and I love it when you do. And you do later in the podcast, by the way, so keep listening. Um, dude, the season. The season is uh, basically going to come to a close, Julie, as we tape this on a Wednesday afternoon, late afternoon in your, uh, in your mansion. Uh, the Rockies uh, lost last night, and they needed to win out to get to 31 wins. Now if they win out, they would get to 30 wins. They have a lot of teams to hop over. It, it does not look like it's going to happen. Disappointing. There's no other way to describe this year as tremendously disappointing because there are three more playoff teams, as you and I have discussed many times this summer, mm-hmm. and the Rockies got off to the fabulous start. Remember how excited we were those podcasts? Rockies were 11-3. and three. They were pitching great. They were getting timely hits. We were checking the standings like five games in because they were above L.A., they were but they were above LA right. for a few weeks, and then <laughs> right. all of a sudden, they weren't above LA, and the Dodgers have won the division for the eighth consecutive time. So this this is disappointing. I don't know. disappointing. Yeah, crushing. I wouldn't say crushing. Devastating. I wouldn't say devastating. I'm just curious if this season is going to result in um, changes. I guess or. Is it a season where they go? Because in so many things and how we live lately, it's like, oh, it's it was that time. It was COVID time. It was such a weird summer, blah, 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 blah. Is that what we're going to hear? Or is this one going to leave a mark? I think it leaves a little bit of a mark. And, and you don't want to make rash decisions based on 60 games because it's not 162. 
had the Rockies been coming off two straight playoff years as they were going into 2019, which was really disappointing, and then this occurred, you could be a little more dismissive of the 60 games. This time around, by and large, they were healthy. They missed Scott Oberg in the bullpen. There's there's no question uh, about that. But, you know, everybody has injuries. But by and large, they were healthy. Obviously, Nolan was playing through something and got shut down a few days ago. Um, but this is now two straight years, even if it's an abbreviated season. And I think you have to take a good, long, hard look at, at every aspect of your club and say, okay, where do we need to be? Where, where do we need to be better? Where can we realistically get better? Um, how can we get better? Is it free agency? Uh, is it trades? Uh, because it's now a year and a half or two seasons where they came up short, and you had the advantage this year of multiple teams going to the postseason. So Shelby Harris from the Broncos said, we need to change our culture. And he was talking about kind of last-minute disappointments and last-minute losses. Is that what the Rockies are facing too? Maybe it's a culture of – the culture has kind of been established. I mean, it's it's last couple seasons disappointing. Last couple seasons the hitting is not – there like we thought it was going to be i don't know is there that kind of change that let's we need a different vibe here in the clubhouse i'm always a big one on this julie that when a team wins they have a good culture when they have a when the team doesn't win oh our culture needs to be changed it's a very convenient excuse sometimes Uh Uh, the rockies have a bunch of good guys have a bunch of hard-working guys have a bunch of guys who have tenacity yeah do they have as much personality as when gerardo parra and carlos gonzalez um, we're running around that clubhouse. No, they don't. They have they have some hardcore grinders that that guys you, you want to be in the trenches with. Um, could they use more personality? Yes, but talent trumps personality. Uh, unfortunately, Cargo's career basically has come to an end. Gerardo, I believe, is play, playing in the Far East. If personality is part of the guy who's going to hit thirty five home runs and drive in one hundred and ten, that's awesome. But if your personality is from a guy that's the 25th or 26th guy yeah. on the roster, yeah, we love the guy, but is he helping us every night win a ball game? I guess I don't think Shelby Harris was talking about that there's bad guys in the locker room. I think he was talking about maybe culture in that this is how things are going down, that we're just getting so used to. Because in the Vic Fangio days, um, so far, we've seen there's been a lot of close losses when it comes down to the end. Maybe that's what I'm saying is maybe is it just kind of like getting used to – the same story. Well, yeah, that's a good question. I, you can't. Um, I, I do think it, in baseball, in any sport, it's kind of natural if you have a lead. Let's say in the bullpen has not been good this year. 29th of 30 teams in, in the bullpen. There's some guys who performed well down there, but by and large, the bullpen's been bad. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you're up 5-3 to three and, and the starter leaves, and you know you, you would never say this publicly, but you know – Inside, you may be thinking if you're a position player, oh boy, I hope you know. I hope we can hold this team down for three innings now with our bullpen that you know has not done well. Mm-hmm. So that's a cultural thing, and that needs to be addressed. I still believe in some of the core guys the Rockies have, but I do think you have to take a step back, and we'll talk about this in uh, you know future podcasts. You have to take a step back and truly evaluate where you are because last season was disappointing. That's that's history. This season, after a fabulous start, and with, the, again, the advantage of having three extra teams in each league go to the postseason and still falling short, mm-hmm. really disappointing. 
So Brent, one of our regular listeners, emailed me and he said, can you ask Drew that um, don't take any salary into consideration, nothing like that. If he could keep four players, you got four players on the team Mm -hmm. that you would keep. Oh, wow. You got to have these players. Not that you don't like anybody else, but these four you got to have. Well, position player wise, you know, that to me, that's easy. I mean, I know it hasn't been a good year for, for Nolan and he's done, but Trevor and Nolan are the two position players. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Charlie Blackman. You know, Charlie's a little longer in the tooth. So if I'm only getting four and, and on the hill, you know, I, I love the three starters. I mean, I'd like five actually. Mm, you can't make the, the rule. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of Herman. I'm a big fan of Kyle Freeland. And um, and Sensatella has done great uh, this year. No, 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 no. Well, I would, then I would then I would go with right now. I would go with uh, Herman uh-huh. and Freeland. Okay, and Trevor and Nolan. Trevor and Nolan. Okay, so you. But had, I don't like that game. It's and, a terrible no, game. <laughs> and nobody can call in. Nobody can write in and make the rules for our show they can suggest <laughs> rules that does not mean we have to adhere to them uh he's a we, we love brent uh okay so we you've talked about it a couple times alluded to it the rockies shut down nolan on monday we are taping this on wednesday a lot of what i heard before the rockies left to go on this road trip was have we seen nolan um play right before he got shut down play his last game at Coors Field and I don't I don't hear one way nobody's sure one way or the other because it's been such a crazy year and how finances may be different next year part of me thinks yeah we have but also part of me thinks that Nolan wants to Nolan can't be happy with what he did this year he's alluded to that he said that part of me thinks Nolan wants to do what he can here well the there's a, one of the main reasons he might want to stick around. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing this out there, and it's never mentioned. Is, is the guy who's on the show? It, it has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. amazingly, right? Um, the guy who's on our show in a little bit, our feature interview, Josh yeah. Fuentes, his cousin slash brother. Yeah, Josh is here. Josh has established himself as a big leaguer. Josh means a great deal to Nolan. Um, I don't know, and I don't think Nolan. I don't think Nolan, in the heart of hearts, knows what he wants to do after twenty twenty one. I agree. I do think Nolan is enamored with guys like Todd, who played his entire career in one place. Derek Jeter. Everybody wants to win, and and to Nolan's credit, he's pointed at himself too, mm-hmm. because part of the reason the Rockies don't have the the record they'd like to have right now, Nolan didn't perform like Nolan normally performs. That's why part of me thinks he may want to – I love that about Josh because – and we're going to hear that from Josh Fuentes. They are so, so tight. It's a really great interview. He's got great personality. He's fun, but he kind of takes us behind the curtain with what it's like you know, to hang out with Nolan. Um, I think Nolan is – he's a – he has a lot of pride, and I'm not sure he wants to walk away on this note of this season. I don't know. No, but I would – and again, we're going to talk about this more in ensuing shows. Yeah. I think the first thing you have to do, or one of the first things you have to do, if you're Jeff Breidich, Dick Monfort, at the front office, is you have to figure out with Nolan, sit down with him, and say, you know, wh- where's your head right now? I mean, because if he indicates in any way that he's going to opt out, 
I mean, you got to ask that question because then you have to say, well, maybe you have to get ahead of this and trade him yeah. right now in the offseason yeah. if you think that is what is going to occur. Um, because if he opts out and you get nothing for him, that's obviously not good. Give me a word besides disappointing that describes this season. I'm thinking of blich. Blich. Give me a sound effect. It's upsetting, I guess, because mm-hmm. they they got off to such a great start. They had great focus. And they, they it's not like they had to play, you know, 700 baseball the whole year like they were doing the first couple of weeks. They could have played somewhere in the neighborhood of 500, even a couple games below 500, and they would be going to the postseason. So it's disappointing. You, you said I can't use that word. It, it's a little upsetting also if you're if you're a Rockies fan and, and you know, and you're diehard and want them to win every night like we do. Not upsetting, I do have to say, as we switch gears, are the NBA playoffs this year, especially if you're a Nuggets fan. We do tape this on Wednesday. But, um, wow, what a big win for the Nuggets. And, oh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but uh, this could have been a different kind of series if one Anthony Davis shot didn't go down. But anyway. Great shot. As we know, NBA playoffs, oh, God, they're getting so good. And those Nuggets NHL playoffs in full swing. And, of course, the NFL season. We're going to talk about the Broncos a little bit later in the podcast. So now it's time for you to get in the game by playing on the Bet Monarch app. It's so easy to do. You can do it right from your couch if you want to. If you're sitting outside, you can do it on your balcony. Just download the Bet Monarch app in the Apple App Store for Apple devices or on Monarch Casino's website, monarchblackhawk.com for Android devices. And here's another really special thing. We tell you every week, every wager earns comps for use on the Monarch Casino property. It's a beautiful property up in Blackhawk. So if you do decide to head on up to the casino, you can wager 24-7 in their sports betting kiosk. But if you want to get in the game from the comfort of your couch, head on over to the Bet Monarch app. It is that simple. I was at my dad's earlier today and doing some lawn work, doing some stuff uh, in the back there, and I brought along my steel trimmer. It was very, very appropriate. <laughs> you did that for your dad? Yeah. That's absolutely. nice. And wasn't that? I was a good son today. Mm-hmm. S-T-I-H-L, steelusa.com. You will find the best tools to help around the house if you're cutting trees down if you're doing like i was doing some trim work uh if you need just a smaller hand saw they have them the chainsaws they have battery they have electric and of course they have gas motored stuff they have blowers they have everything you could possibly want and you know what they have more than nine thousand dealers around the country so go to steel s-t-i-h-l-u-s-a.com and find the dealer near you so we talked before the podcast about let's make up a little team of guys that have been impressed they have pressed you this season antonio sensatella Kyle Freeland, Daniel Bard, who we had on the show, who's fantastic, Yancey Almonte, and Josh Fuentes. And we're going to hear from Josh in a little bit. Tell me a little bit about Daniel. I think we all know the story of Daniel, but maybe some of those other – but Freeland, I think we're all familiar with with what Kyle Freeland's done. But Sensatel has been a little bit of a mystery, I guess, to some people since he's been here. You've seen some really good stuff, and then he kind of disappeared for a little bit. Didn't he go into the pen for a little bit? Uh, you're right. You have a good memory. He did. I almost forgot about that. Last year, he his ERA at the end of the year was close to seven, similar to, to Kyle's. Mm-hmm. He has a low three ERA 
He shaved over three runs off his earned run average from last year. Mm -hmm. And it's not hocus-pocus stuff. Uh, He is spinning the baseball, slider, curveball, much better than he ever has. His fastball has always been... Um, you know, a plus fastball, it cuts a little bit. Charlie Blackman told me when he was facing him a lot this summer, right prior to the start of the season, when all you could play is against each other, he said, wow, I, didn't, I mean, I knew he was, had good stuff, but um, his respect for him went up, uh, you know, even more. So Senzatella falls in that category. You know, Freeland is also shaved about three runs off of uh, what he did a year ago. Uh, Daniel Bard, you mentioned. Daniel Bard's one of the best stories in all of baseball. Yancy Almonte, and we'll get Yancy on the show at some point. Um, Yancy has been really reliable in that in that pen down there. I mean, there's a couple of guys that come in and you don't worry much. Uh-huh. Uh, Yancy Almonte is one of them. And then the fifth guy, Julie, that I would mention is Josh Fuentes, Nolan's cousin. He's only, almost been overshadowed by it was it was always been Josh Fuentes, Nolan's cousin. It's like yeah. he, that was part of his last name, right? Right. right. And he's a great kid. He's very close with Nolan, but he's different from Nolan also. And and maybe as importantly, he's really performed very well this summer. Well, then let's hear from him. Yeah, Ideal Home Loans Interview of the Week, Josh Fuentes. One of my favorite things, Josh, about this great game is telling stories about how guys get to the big leagues. Because for every guy that you brag on that was, you know, a, a number one pick and number one picks are supposed to get to the big leagues and they're supposed to have success. There are so many other stories about difficult journeys and your story is awesome, man. I mean, so I want to take you all the way back to high school and when you left, before you went to Saddleback, were, were you recruited anywhere? What kind of high school player were you? Let's see. I, I played varsity only one year. Or I guess a year and a half. I, I played like two games my junior year, and I played left field actually. To be <laughs> to be honest, okay. yeah. Um, so senior year I played short, and I mean I wasn't I wasn't recruited to go anywhere. I think I had like two fifty. You know I played good defense. Um, I think one of the one of my coaches told me I was like the best uh, under under two fifty hitter in the league. <laughs> <laughs> There's faint praise, huh? <laughs> So that was funny, but uh, no, I, you know, I, I always knew that, you know, I just loved playing and I, and I loved, I loved defense. That's one thing for sure. But um, no, I, I knew kind of right away I was going Juco route and, uh, and honestly, that was probably the best thing for me because Juco, uh, it really turned me around. And, and listen, Saddleback is, is a very well-known, highly competitive junior college. So, you know, you, so you hit 250 and again, Southern California, we know high school baseball typically is really good there. But you're going to Saddleback. I mean, it can't. It's not like you, you were some tremendous talent going to Saddleback at that point. I would assume, right? No, it, it was definitely like I went to Saddleback. Um, you know, you know, met the coaches and all that stuff. But they pretty much told me, so, like, hey, we have you know this many infielders, you know, this many guys playing, you know, up the middle. You're just gonna have to you know play well and earn your spot. So you know, I went in there. Pretty much like a, a nobody, just working my butt off every day and trying to trying to get that starting spot. And eventually, I I started second base, and uh, I started hitting, and and I I kind of never stopped hitting. But yeah, it was I mean from the get go, man. I mean, it was it, every year, you know, earn your spot, you know, earn your plenty time. 
And then uh, all the major colleges, Josh, obviously came calling after your uh, stint at Saddleback, and you and you decided on Missouri Baptist over what Southern Cal, Arizona State, and Stanford. <laughs> um, I think what well, my my grades weren't the best. I, I, I will admit my grades, and I I think I kind of um, messed myself up there. If I was you know if I was studious, I think I I would have gone you know somewhere good, but. I think my only actual offer was Texas State, I believe, and uh, and they found out that I didn't have grades, so my only option after that was NAIA, and I was like, well, looks like we're going to stay in Lewis, Missouri. <laughs> and what was the experience like there? You, you played a year there, and, and we'll get you to where you ended up, Rocky. What was your experience at Missouri Baptist? It was just like JUCO, in my opinion. It, it was a grind. You know, we didn't have the best facilities. Um, it was a small school. Um, a lot of great guys there, though. I, I it, it was great being away from home and, and kind of dealing with that, you know, apartment set up and kind of being essentially on my own. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed my time because of the guys. Um, the baseball was a little rough, but it, it was a grind. It was, <laughs> I mean, I swear I've been grinding all my life, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was tough for sure. And it was cold too. I didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Orange County gets down to 60, and you guys are going, what's going on? Is it going to snow next? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You got to remember, you're talking to a guy from New York, so I always have that bias for that Northeastern, the cold weather guy. So (laughs) that that toughened you up. So you get done with your junior year there. You're at Missouri Baptist one year. You don't get drafted. And... How how did you become a Rocky? And at, at what point did you feel like, yeah, I'm ready to make the jump to be a professional player, um, based on where you were? Yeah, I, I was actually in summer ball. I was in, in, um, in I want to say the Carolinas in summer ball, and the draft came and went. And um, I remember I was uh, I had a game that day. Draft came and went, and I I was like, you know what? I was like, maybe I'm just not meant to play, you know? Maybe it's just, it is what it is. I'll just play the summer ball league and come back to my senior year. And I remember, um, I, I think I went like four for four or something like that with a bomb. And I was like, oh man, I, maybe not. Maybe I'm actually pretty decent. And I and I go in my locker room after the game, I check my phone and I, I'm getting a bunch of calls from my, my uncle. I'm getting calls from um, oh uh, one of the scouts. And like, hey, you know, we want to sign you as free agent. You know, do you want to take it or go back senior year? And I was thinking, you know, I'm like, you know what? I, I might as well just take it. I might as well just try, you know, because next year you never know what happens. You know, I didn't even get drafted this year and I had a decent season. So I think at that point I was just like, you know, let, let's see. You know, I'd love to play and I want to play. So let, let's see if I can do it. And um, it was kind of a leap of faith at that point. I was like, all right, let's do it. Two days later, I'm, I'm in. Washington playing for the Tri-City Dust Devils. <laughs> there you go. What, how, mu- how much did the influence of Nolan, and I'm not talking about mentioning to the Rockies that his cousin's you know, a good player, you should sign him. How much did he instill confidence that you were good enough to get paid to play? Yeah, I think, I don't know if it was like actual words. I, I think it was just being around him. Um, Playing, you know, playing wolf ball against them and, and watching them play and, and working out together and doing a lot of stuff. It was kind of like, man, if, if Nolan could, you know, my own, my own, you know, blood, 
blood, my freaking cousin, brother, if he can do it at that such a high level, and I'm around this guy all the time, like, you know, why why can't I do it? You know, obviously, I wasn't a high prospect or anything like that, but, you know, I knew I can hang with him because I've been, you know, all my life. So it, it was more kind of his actions and the way he went about his business was it just gave me confidence. It gave me kind of like a light. And um, and, and Nolan, has he's always been there for me, and he's always been great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just just him doing it, you know, him kind of being the first one in our family to, to do something crazy. And that, that was, that was everything. Yeah. Do you know, by the way, I'm sure you're, I'm sure your, your family tells you this on the broadcast. I refer to when it comes up, I refer to you guys as cousins, but I always say they're really brothers to give people an idea how close you guys are. And um, I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that. Yeah. It, a lot of people ask me like, but hey, you know, you guys like hang out ever or whatever. I'm like, hang out. Like, <laughs> all I do is see this guy, you know, it's me, him, Jonah, and my cousins. And, and we're such a close group. And, uh, and they've been, they've been so supportive. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely see Nolan and Jonah and all my cousins as my brothers for sure. Um, we, we just, we're always in a group chat. We always got each other's backs and, and, uh, always giving each other some craft, you know, during the games if they see something funny or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've uh, I've listened to you guys say that, and I I totally agree. All right, I gotta know who. So who's who's on the who's on the real close knit text thread? I know I, obviously you and Nolan Jonah is is Trey still on there, Thompson? Yeah, we have our own we have our own uh, workout text with him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's me, Jonah Knowles, um, my brother uh, Nolan's older brother Kuzi. And uh, one of our cousins, Alex. But uh, yeah, every time you know he'll do good, Nolan do good, I'll do good. They'll they'll send like oh bomb from Josh or bomb from Nolan or like what a play and and uh, or like you know the the one thing I'm dreading and uh, I, I don't I haven't done it this year, but it, a pick from Nolan and I don't make it, like I am dreading that because I know I'm gonna get blown up for it. <laughs> Dude, you've yeah. picked. Listen, you've picked everything, and I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. You're as good as you've been offensively. You may have been even better defensively thus far. You know, in this this shortened season. Yeah, I mean that's in the and when we went to quarantine. Um, you know, no one has that warehouse back at home, and 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 that's literally all I did. I, from that point, I was like, okay, you know, if I'm gonna play, it's gonna be at first base. Uh, it won't be at third, so I'm just literally gonna work first base every single day, and that's what I did. I did picks every day. I did ground balls pretty much every day. And, uh, you know, it looks like it's paying off a little bit, but it's been great, man. I've, I've definitely worked at it. <laughs> no, you, there's there's no question you've worked at it. It's it's, it's obvious to see. Um, real quick, back to the text line. How much shit talking goes on on that thing? Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. I don't know. I can't say it, obviously. You probably can't share. You, that's, that, well, I, I actually, you know, since the podcast, I can use more creative language. But um, – I, I will. Who 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 is number one in trash talking on that text uh, thread? I hate to say it, it's my brother. Is that right? My brother is a uh, he's a he's a baseball fanatic, and uh, he has his opinions. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Very good. How how much has Nolan? Now that you're in the big leagues, how much has Nolan helped you day to day, and where has he helped you? the most is it is it more on the mental side or is it 
you know, little pointers here, uh, you know, with swing or, or defensively? Where has he helped the most? Yeah, I think um, it's we, we've kind of got – I wouldn't say we have really two similar swings. You know, I, I have a little leg kick. No one has a toe tap. He's more like, I don't know, direct to the ball, I guess. So we never really talk about too much swings, but he definitely gives me some mental tips. I remember uh, in L.A., the first night in L.A., we were talking about uh, men on third. He's like, you know what? Me and DJ used to talk about LeMahieu, about men on third, almost like a hit and run. You know, these guys are trying to get ahead. They're nasty. And you can't let them steal a strike. <clears throat> so I remember that. I was thinking, like, you know what? That's that's perfect because I'm usually aggressive with nobody on. You know, I, I swing at the first pitch a lot. But then men on third, sometimes I'll take. You know, I'll take a slide or I'll take a fastball in. And he's like, no, man, just let it rip. You know, treat it like a hit and run almost. So the next night was uh, against Alex Wood, that three-run homer, and I was literally thinking that on the way up. I'm like, you know what? He's going to try to float something in there, try to steal something. I'm not going to let him get away with it. And Josh Fuentes up, and this ball hammered deep left field. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Josh Fuentes, a three-run bomb. And, uh, you know, I hit a homer, and I was like, damn, Holmes right. You know, he's on to something. (laughs) Yeah. For him, it's all about the – Definitely hitting side and, and just mentally like being aggressive and, and, and being yourself. So, yeah, he, I mean, he, we, we talk every day, but um, those little nuggets right there are, are huge and, you know, they, they make a difference. I think from the outside, most people would assume that it's a one-way relationship because, you know, Nolan's this great player. He's one of the best players in the game. He's established himself as that over a number of years. And, and, and you're a rookie. I mean, you got up last year, but you're, yeah. but you're a young player trying to – you know, trying to make it, trying to stick around. And yet, um, I think I'm right in this. Correct me if I am wrong. You, because of your personality, Josh, and because of the way Nolan grinds, not that you don't grind, but you do it with more of a smile on your face, that you can kind of help him chill a little bit. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. Um, I know... When Knowles is grinding, and he's obviously been grinding this season, he, he's had that that injury, and, and and that's not fun. That's not fun to play with an injury and grind through it. But uh, no, you, you can see on his face, you know, you can see he's frustrated. You know, he's one of the best players in the game, and he felt like he should be playing better. And um, it, I think for some guys, it's kind of hard to approach him because he's such a such a competitor. He's got that fire, that fiery spirit. But I feel like my way is always kind of like to crack jokes, you know, you first got to crack a joke, get him smile a little bit. And then, and then you get in there and then you talk about the stuff, you know, but I, I, I literally try to do that. I know, um, like you say, you know, I'm obviously I'm a rookie and I'm, I'm definitely learning from everybody. I'm listening, but at the same time, I feel like I, especially with the older guys, I feel like I have like a kind of different relationship that, I, you know, I've been around them for a while, even though I really haven't, but especially with Knowles, I know uh, after the games, We'll play like Call of Duty, get on the video games. Um, that's when he likes to talk to me about the about the game, about how he's feeling. So I, I kind of let him come to me a little bit. But uh, but you're right. I, I definitely like to be a, a chiller and kind of kind of break the ice with him. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and that that goes back to you know when you guys are are super young and messing around. I assume whether it's wiffle ball games or you know or trying to beat the hell out of each other in a pillow fight. I mean, you have you have a bond that. You know, you can be close with somebody, but you can't replicate, you know, growing up with somebody who's blood. Exactly. And I think uh, 
when, when it all comes down to it, um, you know, that's what it's all about. It's all about, you know, supporting each other and, and, and kind of wanting the same thing. And I think, you know, me and Nolan want the same thing. We want to win. Obviously, you know, I, I want to stick around and I want to keep doing well. But, you know, the goal is to win. So, um, yeah, for him, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's it's frustrating. Of course, it's frustrating. But um, at the same time, you know, we're all in this together and, and he's not alone. We'll take a time out from our conversation with Josh Fuentes to hear from our friends at Ideal Home Loans. Love Ideal Home Loans, talking to Brent Ivinson just the other day, having a refi done, done a mortgage with Brent. They're terrific, and they have repeat customers for the last two decades simply because they're outstanding in what they do. They listen, and then they lend. They've been involved with the Rockies for years and years. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Those things are not handed out. So go see them or go call them if it's easier, 303 303- Eight six seven seven thousand three zero three eight six seven seven thousand. It's Ideal Home Loans. Once again, that phone number three zero three eight six seven seven thousand. Tell them Drew Goodman sent you down there. Hey, your comfort level. You know, I've seen every one of your at bats in the big leagues, and that's that's my job to to watch and observe and and the strides you've made and the and the clear comfort level you have. We were talking about on the broadcast last night as we taped this, you know, you threw out another couple of hits, another ribby last night. You're finding a lot of barrels, and you look like a, a, a comfortable big league hitter, like I know I belong now. And I'm sure when you first got up last April, and even though you, you were much better in September last year, there's still – you know, you're wondering, hey, can I play at this level? And now you've answered that question. Is that is that how you feel? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think, uh, I think last year it was, uh, you know, obviously it's the first year and all that stuff, but it was definitely like every day I felt really, really, really nervous, like crazy nervous, like hoping for a hit, you know. And in uh, this year, even in the beginning, I, I kind of felt like that. And I, I think it was, uh, it was against San Diego against Baez, uh, Michelle Baez. I, I had a pretty long at-bat, and then I, I smoked one up the middle. And, and kind of after that, I was like, like man, I can do this, you know? Like, I, I'm like I'm sick of being, you know, just happy to be here and just happy to get in that bat or get a game, you know? Um, but I, I, I definitely lately, especially in that Dodgers series, um, the Dodgers series before, too, like, you know, when you get some hits, I, I guess, you know, big hits or whatever against a team like the Dodgers, like, it just gives you confidence. And it's like, man, this is the best team out there. I'm helping the team win. We're beating these guys. Like, like you know, maybe I do belong. Maybe, maybe you know, I was meant to be here. And, and I think, um, obviously, I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I, I have a long ways to go. But I, I definitely feel like that. I definitely feel like, you know, I'm, I'm settling in just a little bit. I don't want to change myself. We're still wood. Um, but I, I definitely feel like I'm, you know, being more myself. And, and I remember, you know, in the minor leagues, all I did was hit, you know, I, I just, I just wanted to hit, put bear on the ball. It doesn't matter where it was. You know, I wasn't worried about homers or anything like that. I just wanted to hit. And I feel like I'm, I'm sort of doing that up here. And, and, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm having a little bit of success, but there's always adjustments. So, you know, it's never, I can't get complacent, obviously, but uh, man, I, 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 yeah, I, you're right. I feel better. I feel good. <laughs> no, it, it, it's obvious. And um, again, I just keep going back to the story you told earlier. And, 
and then you're in the minor leagues and, and you just keep graduating. You end up being, you go to AAA and you're the MVP of the Pacific Coast League. And it's somewhere along the lines, even before you actually set foot on a big league field, you had to realize that, you know what, I can get there, I belong. I mean, there, there's yeah. various moments, right? Yes, it was um, double A. I remember in double A, I had a, a unbelievable month of August. I, w- I went off. <clears throat> and um, I, I think after that, it was like, oh, you know what? I, I think I'm pretty sure I can make the big leagues and, and be a player. And then I had that in 18, the MVP season. Which was was unbelievable, and then after that, but after that, I didn't call. I didn't get called up. So I'm like, I'm like, man, like, what's going on? I was the MVP. I didn't get called up. Like, I don't really don't understand that, but okay. And then, um, of course, the year after, the year after I get called up, and you know, I got hurt a bunch of times in the minors. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was you know, it, I, I didn't know I said this a bunch of times, but it's just it's just having confidence in yourself. You know, it's just be- literally believing in yourself and. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took me, um, it took me a little bit to, to do that, but, uh, you know, eventually I came around, but, um, but yeah, it's just that confidence, man. It's, it's so yeah. big in baseball. It's everything. See, I want to give you one more opportunity to give Nolan some shit. So here we go. Right. <laughs> As you well know, Josh, I always point this out. There's a difference between guys like me, uh, the announcers, we were talking about athleticism, right? But to me, there's a big difference between, Athlete and athleticism. To me, athleticism is, is you know, run fast, jump high. Uh-huh. And being an athlete is somebody, it doesn't matter what the sport, you can go shoot hoops, you can go swing a golf club, go play tennis, and you're going to be you're going to be serviceable because you, you have great hand-eye coordination, you have good footwork. And so understanding that, and I think both you and, and your cousin are really good athletes. Now, when it comes to athleticism – I'm gonna you. I'm gonna give you sports, and you tell me who wins, you or Nolan. Ready? Go All right. It. Hoops. Who's a better shooter? I'm. I'm going me. He's definitely gonna disagree, but I'm going me. Okay. And if you play, and if you play, if you play one on one, who wins? Oh, one on one. That's me. I'm faster than him. I can get okay. around. Exactly. I didn't even want to go with like you guys got to run a sixty because that's unfair. No one's got no shot, right? <laughs> no shot. Okay. We so we've established that. All right. Football. Who's got better hands? If we, if we're if you're running routes, who's going to get open and ca- and stick the football? Okay. So this one is I, it's me. <clears throat> I have the better hands. But when we used to play, Nolan was the quarterback. So I will say Nolan has a better arm. Um, I don't know if he's more accurate, but he was always a quarterback, and I was always the the lead receiver. So I'm I'm gonna go with me. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm making the routes. I got hands. Okay, hundred percent. All right. You guys go out to the local uh, Muni in, in OC in Orange County. Who's got the low score? Uh, Nolan, definitely uh, Nolan. It's Nolan. Well, you know what? He's got. Listen, he's got more cake than you. All right. So he's been able to work on the golf game a little bit longer. That's what I'm saying. He's got more rounds put in. And- Actually, this off season was the first time that I played um, a good amount. So, so just give me another year, and we'll see. All right. If you run down to the beach and you guys mess around and play beach volleyball, who's the first pick of of people around? Is it you or is it Nolan? It's me. It's, yeah, it's me. 
I, I feel like they might they might pick Nolan because all the gold gloves, but I mean, it's me. <laughs> there you go, and it, and and most importantly, who's who's better at wiffle ball? Oh my god, I would say as far I would say Nolan is like he's like Pujols. Nolan is Pujols. He's like great career. He's he's done great every year. But I'm like Mike Trout. You know, like the last. The last five or six years, I've absolutely dominated, you know, where he's just been good. I've been great the last five years. <laughs> uh, to me, yeah, no, uh, to me, I, listen, I think it's like slam the gavel down. You're the better athlete. You are the better athlete than Nolan Arenado. It's pretty clear. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to I'll get you out of here on this. You told me this story earlier, and I want you to re- repeat it. Um you know, you're you're having great success, um, but your mom and, and just the way you're constituted, you stay really grounded. You're not taking anything for granted. So, to tell me again what you said earlier. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was just saying, my mom. You know, she's always texting me, pretty much, pretty much every game. Um, she's just kind of not forget. You know how how not that I've, how hard I've worked, but just kind of where I came from, you know, I think, uh, for me, it's like, it's such a blessing every day to play and and, and to get hit and all that stuff. And I know I I was saying earlier, a a lot of people, they kind of like want to tell me like, Hey, you know, um, sorry. They want to tell me like, Hey, you know, you've been there, done that, you know, act like you've been there before and act like you belong. And, and, you know, that's definitely true. I want to act like belong, but at the same time, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just so happy to to play. You know, every single day, get in the lineup, get a hit. Every time I get a hit, whether we're down ten or up ten, like I'm stoked. I'm the most stoked guy up there. I, I was telling someone this. I was. They're like, how did that home run feel that you hit the other night? Whatever. And I said, every single home run I hit in the big league is literally the best feeling of my life. Every single time. Like it, it's something about being up there and and wearing that that uniform, that Rockies uniform, is it's so special, and I think uh, I think my family definitely they help keep me grounded. But I, I don't think I need help because I'm I'm on the ground. <laughs> I'm always on the ground, and and I'm I'm just happy to to play and to get hits, man. It's it's so awesome. It's a big one. I mean, <laughs> you can't get any better yeah. than that, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you what we're 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 thrilled for you watching you. I know I speak for all Rockies fans. Um, it's it's a marvelous story, and you know what. It's just the beginning, Josh, and and who knows where you take this because I'm sure back when you were a junior playing JV in high school before you got called up uh, late in the year, nobody thought you were going to be playing in the big leagues. So never put a ceiling on things, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You always got to trust yourself. (laughs) There you go. Hey, man, it's great catching up. Continued success and, uh, and, and keep knocking off those wins. You never know, right? Yes, sir, man. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. So my favorite part of the interview, besides you saying shit twice, by the way. I said it twice? You said it twice. You were on fire. I need to go to confession. <laughs> Jews don't go to confession. They go, no. What do we do? Uh, we just say I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, folks, if I offended you. I like the last part where you were talking about, okay, who's the better athlete here in this sport? Oh, I thought I, that was funny. I can't wait. And, I, and, I, and you know he's going to tell Nolan. Uh, hopefully Nolan listens. And so then we can get those guys going at each other again. It's awesome. Yeah, I just and I there 
how much fun they're so close as you mentioned they're on this long like text chain and they they talk all the time and he knows you know we always talk about gosh nolan seems so wound up and he's so um he gets kind of stressed and but it's not that far from the truth because josh kind of says that like it's just you got to be careful with nolan because he, he gets in his head and you have to sometimes be careful how you approach him but you can approach him well, and certainly he can. Yeah. I mean, he is, I mean, that's why I said they're not, you know, sometimes cousins or, yeah, that's my cousin. Mm-hmm. They're like brothers and, yeah. and their brothers are like brothers. This is an extremely close family, which I don't care. I don't care if they played tiddlywinks or if they were, mm-hmm. you know, they owned up dry cleaners. I think it's really cool to see a family that close and, and siblings and in this case, cousins that are that close and he can make him chill out a little bit. Yeah. He has that, Josh has that ability to make him chill a little bit, put a smile on his face when he's grinding. And that's important. I thought it was a really good interview. And we've talked before about, in all sports, not just in baseball, sometimes the best players, a lot of times, aren't the best interviews, right? No. Josh is, I mean, he, I could have listened to him. He's informational. He's fun. He's entertaining. He's a, he's real. I, I keep calling him a kid because everybody's a kid now to us, but he, he's a really good guy. He's mm-hmm. a really good guy. He has a smile on his face. He, he's, you know, an easy conversation, even in the midst of the season. Um, you know, he, he was, he's, he's awesome. He's a guy you really root for. And I told him, I think I told him this off the air, Julie. I said, this is going to sound weird. It's not like I'm your dad. It's not oh, like he, I'm. Yeah. You told him off the air. Yeah. I said, I said, I'm really proud of you, man, because last year he came up and he looked like he was overmatched and he was better in September. He came up earlier in the season. And now when you watch his at-bats, you say, this guy belongs. He's a big leaguer. And his glove work at first, he's been he's been fabulous at first base. He's a, he's a good, solid player who's going to keep getting better at the major league level. And I never believe in putting a ceiling on somebody and we talked about this a little bit in the interview this kid wasn't barely recruited out of high school he said it's coach i love that part right julie his coach said you're the best under 250 hitter in the conference <laughs> played a year of varsity baseball so is he gonna be from the get-go the starting first baseman i have no year? idea next year i have okay. no idea but you know what he can play in the big leagues he's yeah. established that he's a big league player yeah good for I, him i'm rooting for him uh, what I'm rooting for also, college football is back. I know you're a huge college football fan. The Big Ten is back. The Pac-12 is I, I, maybe following suit. They're going to always follow what the Big Ten does. They're, they they have rapid testing. They're still working on the particulars. They're going to be back. And I know there are people out there, Julie, that say, whoa, they're putting these kids at risk. Mm-hmm. This is wrong. I have a different take on it. First of all, we now have evidence you can do this. Baseball has gotten through a season, and and baseball's not in a bubble, right, Julie? They're not down in Orlando in the in the basketball bubble. Right. They're not in the two NHL bubbles. Right. They were traveling, and yes, they had the outbreak in Miami, and St. Louis dealt with some stuff, and there's been you know a couple other items here and there. But guess what? Everybody's going to play probably sixty games with the with the double headers. Mm-hmm. Baseball has done it. Basketball and hockey. We NFL is starting. The to do NFL it. is doing it right now. Mm-hmm. I would say those college kids who play football are going to be safer 
in the football environment than if everybody said, hey, listen, we're, we're not going to do much and we're going to try to play it in the spring and they're just running around campus. Because guess what? When you're 18 to 22, mm-hmm. which you and I were, and you went to KU and I don't know how you got through it because I know you, <laughs> and I went to Ithaca and guess what? They're going to be at higher risk because they're going to be at parties and, and yeah. having a good time being kids right. than if they're beholden to their brother next to them and they got to adhere to certain protocols because if we want to play on Saturday, we can't go here, there, and the other place. I think they're safer in the football environment, and I'm thrilled that the Big Ten has reconsidered, and it looks like the Pac-12 is reconsidering. I do think the protocols, and they're so stringent, and it's on a daily basis, and it's it's not only you know are they going through that but like you said they're if they want to play football they have to do the right thing and there's probably peer pressure to do the right thing so i don't know i think it's the best environment for them to be into the best environment uh for the broncos to be in right now is probably not their current record of zero and two but they do have tom brady coming into town so that's good news but no drew lock no, Drew Locke, disappointing. The Broncos, like so many teams, have been hit hard by injury, and people will speculate it's because they you know, they didn't have exhibition games. Well, it's probably just more opportunity to get hurt. Uh, a lot of big names have gotten hurt, from Saquon Barkley to Christian uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Uh, Sutton's now out for the season. The Broncos have been hit hard. I, I was pleased with their effort because I gave them no shot to win in Pittsburgh, and they, they had a shot late in that ball game. Uh, so kudos to them for playing as hard as they did. I mean, it's their job. I, I think that's trite when we say that. Uh, but they perform better. It's going to be a long year, I think, for the Broncos. The, this first part of the schedule is really difficult to begin with. Um, but uh, I, I, it's not backhanded praise. I, I really expected it to be a lopsided game, as good as Pittsburgh is, particularly defensively and Big Ben being back. I, I was impressed how they hung in there. I'm not the first person to say this, that one of the biggest bummers of not having Drew Locke is that this was the year, I think, where he was going to be evaluated by the team as, I think he's the guy, but at least he could have solidified that. And even if he comes back, it was – speculation was three to five weeks, even if he comes back, say four weeks, you know, it's tough for him to jump right back into playing shape, right? Jump right back into it. So I don't know if we're fully going to see. Let's take your, let's take the the middle um, estimate like you did four, four weeks. weeks. Julie, Julie, that means there's 10 football games left. That's still a good body of work. And it, when they say back in three to five weeks, that's right, but two, that's, two have been played. So say four more weeks, that's... Oh, that's yeah. six. God, ten. I did go to Kansas, didn't oh I? Oh, my gosh. Six plus <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They play 16 okay. over 17. Yes. So yes. Um, I, yeah. I I think he'll still have a chance to progress this year. They'll have a chance to continue to evaluate him. Uh, I thought he was playing well. You know, I thought he. I thought it, considering some of the scrimmages didn't go real well. I thought his game one was pretty was pretty solid. He mm-hmm. had some costly drops mm-hmm. um, by Judy in particular. Um, so th- they'll be able to evaluate him, and uh, he'll have an opportunity this year still to get better. What do you think about Blake Bortles? I think that um, you know, I play. Listen, there, 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 there are so many names for? because there are names that come up, and you go, "Oh, is that guy still in the league? Oh, that guy's available." <laughs> okay, then now we know what you think about him. Well, I mean, he hasn't done anything, and I don't know if it's circumstantial or if he's been just been bad. It's not like I followed Blake Bortles pass by pass through his career. Do you feel better about him than Jeff Driscoll? 
I thought Jeff Driscoll did a nice job. I did too, considering he had Why no preseason games. Yeah. What, what did Jeff Driscoll do wrong? Kept him in the game. Well, they didn't win the game. Well, I don't, but I don't put that on Jeff So Driscoll. are you saying it's a mistake that the Broncos signed Blake Bortles for a year? No, you have to have you have to have you have to have backups at that position. Yeah, but they would have used um They were down to two quarterbacks. I know Royce Freeman was the third, but there's another quarterback that they could have brought up, and I'm forgetting his name. <sighs> well, apparently not that big of a name. No. Because you Let's can't talk to the, about the Nuggets for a second. Okay. I was crushed when as as every nugget fan was when anthony davis hit that shot i know and i and good for him you know he he stepped up and he hit a huge shot and you can't play the woulda coulda shoulda game because you don't know if game three plays out the same way but but the nuggets despite the fact that they were up 20 and all of a sudden made it a three-point game because they fell asleep at the wheel and didn't handle the zone and allowed the lakers to go on an 18 to 2 run they belong they can play with the Lakers, and they can win that series. I I am so dismissive of all the national media because it's the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers, and it's always from the perspective of the big market, sexy teams. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it ad nauseum in baseball. It's always about the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Cubs, mm-hmm. and everybody else is like, hey, we get to come to the party too, but it's mm-hmm. really about those four. For sure. And it's always about the Lakers, and it's always from their viewpoint. Well, guess what? The Nuggets, despite not having LeBron James or Anthony Davis, and I'm not saying they're going to win the series, but they can. They absolutely can. And next week, we'll have a better idea if I was accurate in my assessment or just I was having wishful thinking. Okay. If we could invite Adam Silver over to my palatial place and give him truth serum Mm -hmm. and said, Adam... Do you want the Nuggets to play in the NBA Finals? Oh, I don't give a shit what Adam wants. I mean, Adam's this a great This is not the game. The game is, what do you think he would say? You want big market teams? I get it. The Lakers are going are, are, are gonna to do better on national television. Right. They're going to draw much better. Of course, we know that. I mean, in a perfect world, you know what he'd like? What? He'd like the Knicks to be relevant, and it would be the right. Lakers and the New York Knicks. They still play basketball, don't they? They do. Somewhat. Yeah. He'd want that, and I yeah. get it. And Adam Silver is a great commissioner. I think he's too. But any any commissioner from a dollars and cents standpoint mm-hmm. is going to want the big market or the sex. You know, the Cowboys are a big draw, right? right. They're going to want those teams. They don't want the Denver, you no. know, Nuggets or the Colorado Rockies in the World Series. God forbid, right? Yeah, but God, how great would that be? How great for if they if they can somehow get past the Lakers. For the country to see, maybe a smaller portion of the country, to to get exposed to Jamal Murray, to get exposed to Nikola Jokic, to get exposed to Gary Harris, right? It'd be awesome. These guys deserve it. Young Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. Bull Bull down the road. Oh, yeah. He'd be a... The seven two point center. Bull Bull. Yeah. We got to get on out of here. Okay. You have to get on out of here. I do. Julie, you look great. Have a great week. Stay Thank healthy, you. everybody. And And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Very good. Celebrate National Coffee Day with a free drip coffee at Boyer's Coffee. Also enjoy a handcrafted specialty beverage for 50% off. See you on September 29th at the Boyer's Food Truck and Coffee Cottage at 73rd in Washington.